David Dennis Jr., Courtney Cronin, Woody Page, Ramona Shelburne. It is great to see you today. In a series of enormous moments and home runs and the combined no-hitter and Meek Mill in those uniforms, Trey Mancini and Chaz McCormick's plays right up there. Also, Tennessee, Georgia, let's go around the horn. Ooh. Oh, oh. When Kyle Schwarber smashed that ball down the line, Schwarber smash. There were two Phillies on base. That could have been the lead in the bottom of the eighth. Trey Mancini, exactly where he was supposed to be, where he needed to be, made the play. When G JT Real Muto barreled that ball, it's the bottom of the night of a one-run game in game five of the World Series. Chaz McCormick is there. The Chaz chop. And the Astros, who got hit in the mouth in game three. Come back, shut the door last night in Philly, winning the last two there to get a 3-2 lead. Going home, 27 outs from the title, and they'll have a chance to do it tomorrow night and Sunday night. Woody Page, around the horn to you. How did the Astros just grab hold of this series? Great defense. I'll start with that. But I specifically want to talk about Presley. Watching him the night before when he threw about 40 pitches, yeah. I thought, he can't come back, and he did. He did it back-to-back uh, -back nights where he was able to come in and shut down the Phillies. But how did they take uh, uh, control of this series? Because they were able to quiet that crowd, quiet the enthusiasm, and quiet those home run bats. If the Phillies don't get home runs, they're not going to win any game remaining in the series, the one more. So I think that Houston, with the defense, with the bullpen pitching we talked about, and with the ability to keep them from hitting home runs has made the difference. Ramona Shelburne. Well, you know, when, if you're to win a World Series, it's never one thing. It's a lot of things. And when I, as a baseball person, I saw that play from Trey Mancini, mm -hmm. and I had flashbacks of Bill Buckner, right? And one of the most famous plays at first base in postseason history is that Bill Buckner play where it goes through his legs. He was out there because they, they thought they were going to win the game. They were up in that moment. They did not put the defensive replacement in. Trey Mancini was a defensive replacement for Yuli Gurriel. Why is he on the team? Because they let Carlos Correa go in free agency so they could have money to have the resources to go trade for guys like Mancini who make more money and build up that bullpen. And they're winning because of that depth and all the ability to make those extra moves. I think the Astros, have, they, they did all the little things. Now, Woody, I, I would argue that Presley was so great last night. It was a five-out save. Good for him. But the, if, that, if McCormick doesn't catch that ball at the wall, mm. that's a home mm -hmm. run. I mean, No, no, I, I think that ball would have hit the wall, but that's a new yeah. ball game right there in the bottom totally of the night. With Bryce Harper coming David up. Dennis Jr. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk about how great that Astros bullpen is, especially throughout all the playoffs. .88 ERA, uh, best of all time through the playoffs. But we got to also talk about the Phillies are kind of helping them out through this World Series. One hit with 22 at-bats in scoring position. They left 12 runners on base, one for seven with runners on scoring position. The bats are falling asleep right when they need them the most. They're getting, um, they're getting hits, but they're not closing those things out, and that's what's got to put them in the position to, to lose this series. And Courtney Cronin. 
I don't know how no one's mentioned the guy who's going to win the Cy Young this year, and he just won his first World mm-hmm. Series start in Justin Verlander. He was 0 for 6 in eight starts going into last night, a 6.07 ERA. This is one of the greatest pitchers of our generation, maybe of all time. And the World <laughs> Series is just where he never showed up. So I take a look at this game from Justin Verlander. 94 pitches to get through five innings. Not spectacular, mm-hmm. but enough to help this Astros team get out in front of the Phillies. And, I mean, as we talked about all season long, this pitching depth is incredible. Woody, I see you laughing out there. Our generation, yes, it spans from Bob Feller, maybe even Cy Young, to Justin Verlander. Don Larson. Tomorrow, game six. I have a theory. Game six is quite often better than game seven. Or at least historically they get weirder. And Philadelphia, if anything, the team of brotherly weirdness. So what would it take for Philly to win two in Houston? Around the horn, David Dennis Jr. Uh, shout out to Philly. At least they have Abbott Elementary and the Eagles and Creed Three coming out. This thing is Ooh. over game Woo. six. Valdez smoked him in game two. He's going to do the same. It's over. Well, that's, I mean, all right, fine. Put it all out there. Courtney Cronin. Well, I did pick the Phillies last you week did. to win this thing in six. Yeah. The Nationals in 2019 went down to Houston, down 3-2, mm-hmm. and ended up winning that World yeah. Series. It's going to take the Phillies putting balls in play more than they did on Thursday night. Woody Page. Yes, I remember you and Ramona picking the Phillies when mm-hmm. I picked the Astros. Mm-hmm. How are they going to get back right. into Feels the series? Two, two issues. Uh, they are one for 24 since the first game in this series with runners uh, in scoring mm-hmm. position. If you don't change that, you have no chance of winning, and they've got to get great starting pitcher out of Wheeler to begin Ramona with. Ramona Shelburne. So, Courtney, I, I guess I'm now the second longest tenured panelist on this show next to Woody here, so I have to give you a little advice. When you go with a hot take early in a series, <laughs> you just lean in all the way to keep leaning in until maybe you Bad. go the but you do it. Just go for it. Phillies, all the way back, coming back. Oh. You know, Courtney, since Not you're again. reminding us of picks you've made on this show, do you remember what happened last week with Tennessee football right in the face of what he paid? What did you say? Oh, Courtney, this is an infor- a series of unfortunate events. All right, college football's next greatest, biggest game of the season, Woody's number one Tennessee Volunteers at number three, Georgia. Floor is yours, Mr. Page. What's the number one thing that will decide this game? It's going to be the secondary for both teams. Uh, we talked about, I did last week, that the uh, Vols have one of the worst pass defenses in the country, but it's getting better in the last two or three games. And as Courtney has learned about them offensively, <laughs> they are the number one <laughs> offensive team in the entire country. So that very good Georgia defense is going to have to go up against Hooker and really try to s- uh, stop him from dominating them in the game. So you think the secondaries, Courtney, what is the most important thing? Thing that decides this game. Well, we know how prolific a passing offense Tennessee is, but they also run the ball more than they pass it 58% mm-hmm. of the time. So for Georgia, it's going to be stopping the run. And they learned that last year. That was Tennessee's worst offensive performance when they played Georgia and their generational defense. Their defense this year actually in several statistic categories, including yards per play, is better than that unit that had five first-round picks. So I can't go against Georgia this week, and I'm going with them. I'm really? sorry, Woody, but two weeks in a row, I am picking the team mm-hmm. that that is not in orange. Mm, I appreciate your consistency, David Dennis Jr. 
as much as I want to partner up with my fellow rookie against the old head Woody here, <laughs> I got to go with Tennessee. And I think it's about, uh, unfortunately, the injury to Nolan Smith with Georgia. They, he's responsible for three out of the ten sacks they had. He's been a tremendous help to that Georgia defense that has only allowed ten and a half points. Tennessee is one out of every six passing plays is 30 yards or more. Ooh. I think that offense is too much uh, with, with All Nolan right, Smith so it, you think it's going to come down to offense versus defense, and you're taking the offense in this matchup. And Ramona Shelburne, what does this come down to? You know what, Tennessee scored 52 on Alabama. Okay. And they're getting one of their best receivers back. Cedric Tillman is coming back from an ankle injury this year. They got a lot of firepower. And as Georgia does have a good defense, but they've only played one team that is in the top 50 in scoring mm-hmm. in FBS, and that's Oregon a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So make your pick, Ramona Shelburne. I'll go with the, I'll go with the Vols. Woody Page, you didn't make a pick. You, you laid the spread for us, but tell us who you got. <laughs> Vols cut the hedges. Mm-hmm. And Courtney's got Georgia. David's got the Tennessee. We'll move on. Magic 130, Warriors 129 last night. This was a shocking result. Champs losing in Orlando. They've lost four straight. This road trip has just been a disaster. Steve Kerr says he's mulling a lineup shakeup. This team's the 12th seed right now in conference. Ramona Shelburne, is it time to make changes here, Golden State? Like, like Kerr's talking? Well, the, the starting five is the best five-man lineup in the NBA. Everyone else? Mm, needs some work. And so t- what Steve Kerr's adjustment he's going to make tonight is going to take the starting five out, basically. He's resting all of them on a second night of a back-to-back. They're looking at an 0-5 road trip if they lose tonight in in, in North Wait, you're, so you're reporting that they're going to be sitting Curry, they're going to be sitting Thompson, they're going to yeah, be no sitting... Yeah, no Curry, no Draymond, no Clay, no Wiggins. All right, so they're all Everybody's sitting. So, so that would suggest today he's taking off, right? But going yeah. forward... This malaise to start a year after a championship, what is the major malfunction? They've, they've got to get that second unit rolling. I mean, they, a lot of the players in that second unit had big years. Jordan Poole was, it, it was mostly a starter last year because Clay Thompson was out. But now he's on the second unit. He's got to get himself going, especially now that he's signed that big contract. But they, they, it's a, I think they got plenty of time. The fact that he's resting four of his five starters on the second night of a back-to-back, facing an 0-5 road trip, tells you the level of concern in Golden State. Woody Page. Not much. Ramona, I think there's some carryover from what happened before the season. I don't think this team has been in sync since the Draymond Green pool situation. And I think that carries into the season. But the second part would be no defense. The Warriors aren't playing any defense. You know that. You said they need work with the second unit. Wiseman is playing awful. You almost need to send him to the G League to maybe develop some fundamentals that he lost when he was out because of injury. This is a team that's struggling and will continue to. Courtney Cronin. Yeah, I think that what Steve Kerr was intimating is a lineup change, maybe putting Jonathan Kaminga in that mm-hmm. spot of James Wiseman, maybe giving him Jamichael Green's minutes. But defensively, the Warriors have been a mess in these nine games. They've allowed a 30-point quarter in each of those games, two last night to the Orlando Magic. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, I mean, I think this is about Wiseman and this idea of the Warriors sort of building up the young core and trying to, you know, go towards the championship. That experiment isn't working. The uh, Warriors were up 11 in the third quarter. Three minutes later with Wiseman in the game, they were only up two. He's just not effective right now, and he's not, you know, he's a leading contributor to this. I think they're going to cut his minutes. That's the line of the thing. Ramona, do you agree with Woody? A unique trip could be what what they're going to do with Wiseman? 
Yeah, I think that's going to be a season-long debate, but he's not going anywhere. I mean, James Wiseman is part of their future, and if anything, they're just going to have Draymond put his arm around him. And teach Take him. a look at this. What does it say right there? 20th anniversary. That's why I'm so happy hey. to see you guys today. We got 20 reasons to start. This is show number 4,491 today of this program. And wow, Woody, how many have you been here for? Just about everyone. Good, good job out of you guys. 2,830. So who's counting, really? Buy or sell on the other side. And he wants to know why he wasn't on all of them. <laughs> Around the Horn is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver explicitly said he wanted an apology from Kyrie Irving. In the wake of the Nets team suspension of Irving, Kyrie, quote, to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. Irving additionally adding he initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of the Jewish people from the hateful remarks made in the documentary, he said. Kevin Durant today at Net Shootaround. I just didn't like anything that went on. I, I felt like it was all unnecessary. I felt like we could have just kept playing basketball and kept quiet as an organization. Those comments drew attention, and after shoot-around, Durant posted he wants to clarify. I see some people are confused. I don't condone hate speech or anti-Semitism. I'm about spreading love always. Our game unites people, and I want to make sure that's at the forefront. Ramona Shelburne. You've been covering the story for this network, a piece this afternoon. Where are we today, and do you believe the NBA will find Irving's apology satisfactory? No, it's not going to be satisfactory to just apologize on Instagram because Kyrie Irving has now made two written statements in which he said theoretically all the right things, but in his on-camera statements where people are asking him directly, do you disavow anti-Semitism or the Holocaust denial that is in that film? Let's call it a film, not a, not a documentary, because documentary implies credibility, okay? 
he did not take that opportunity after many direct questions. And so what you say matters. It's not just what you write, because who knows what you're writing? A story I have up today with Adrian Wojnarowski, we reported that he never spoke directly to the Nets or the ADL. He spoke, he had every, all the communication the Nets had with Kyrie Irving went through his agent. Who knows who even wrote that Instagram post? And so until he can say that directly with the same heartfelt nature that he had in that post, uh, we don't know who's writing that. And, and I think that is the first step in coming back. The suspension says at least five games. I think it'll be more than that. And I think it's questionable whether he ever plays another game in the Nets uniform. So to the question, do you see Kyrie playing for the Nets ever again? Your answer is questionable. And that would be Kyrie's decision. That would be the Nets' decision. That would be the NBA's decision. I would say it would more on the Nets. I mean, they have to distrust this guy again. And when their owner, Joseph Zai, essentially spent a week trying to educate, trying to have a dialogue with him, can't even get a response to a text message that he sends Kyrie Irving, and then twice is expecting him to live up to statements that he put out, either through the media or on his Instagram page, and then has a press conference where he refuses to disavow and apologize, it's hard to trust him again. So Ramona and Adrian Wojnarowski reporting the communication between Kyrie and team was not happening in, in some way. David Dennis Jr., I'll bring you in here. You did hear from Kyrie both in front of cameras yesterday saying, I did not make this, we'll call it a film. Um, these are not my words. I put it out there. And also hearing Kyrie via his release yesterday where he said the words, I am sorry. How does it register for you? It registers to me as somebody who purports himself to be about black liberation, but really has no conviction. You said you did not make the documentary, but you spread it around. You, you know, promoted it. You made this the number one documentary in two categories on Amazon. And then you come out with an apology only after you've been suspended five or more games, which indicates to me that this is not really about the people you have harmed. It's really about trying to get back on the court and try to make things right. Because I have no faith that in a week when he's in front of microphones again, he won't be spouting the same anti-Semitism that he was doing before. This is not the type of work for black liberation that he claims it is. This is about one man and attention and trying to, you know, spread some sort of message that is not good for anybody. Well, let me ask a follow-up then, because you're asking why apologize. Well, there is a parallel conversation in America about apologies being demanded of people or accountability being demanded of people, whether they are there or not. And if you are to give that apology, it just fuels the fire even more. And is that what's happening here? I mean, apologies are apologies, but it's really about action. Is he going to do the work to unlearn the anti-Semitism that he was doing? Is he going to learn how to make actions that make this thing right? But I haven't seen anything that indicates that he's going to do that. And the apology and calling this a documentary in the apology indicates that as well. Courtney Cronin, Commissioner Adam Silver said he wanted an explicit apology from Kyrie Irving. That's what was in that release last night, or do you see it differently? It was disingenuous. I mean, it came seven hours after he could have said it in front of the media that was there asking him questions during shoot-arounds. So it felt like it was way too little too late, and he was doing it to try to save himself after the suspension. And to Ramona's point, he didn't even – sounds like he didn't even talk with the ADL. So that $500,000 donation, which the Anti-Defamation League rejected, uh, seems like that didn't come from a good place. But this speaks to a larger issue with the Brooklyn Nets. They are an absolute embarrassment right now. 
right now. They fire Steve Nash after a two and six start. They've done Kevin Durant's bidding. They've let let Kyrie Irving get away with everything since he's been there. Ime Udoka is on the cusp of being their next head coach. You're hiring somebody who, at the very basic. Uh, portion of this, it has like horrible judgment. Like, what are they doing? They're an absolute like train wreck, and I don't see this thing getting any better anytime soon. And Woody Page. His supposed uh, statement and apology is a small step. It's not a big step. There are many steps ahead. That's meeting with the commissioner next week. That He's got to meet with the ownership of the Nets. He's got to meet with the players and address this issue. He's got to meet with the media. He actually should meet with uh, Jewish concerns about this. Well, he has been There's in front so of microphones for the last week, too. The meetings, yeah. in some ways, you say have to meet with ownership. Cordy just told you about the ownership of the Nets, and that even goes back further to the NBA's business in China and, and owner Joe Tsai's business insider, David Dennis Jr. You heard Kevin Durant say, I just wanted this to be about basketball and bring love to the world by basketball. How do you hear that? Because fans want it to be about basketball, too. How do you hear that? I want to. I wanted to be about basketball too, but when your teammate is spouting anti-Semitism, then you have an obligation as an organization to speak out against that. Thank you for your time, David, Courtney, Ramona Shelburne, Woody Page. That'll be our showdown in two minutes. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Guinness. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Year 20 starts with the Woody Page, Ramona Shelburne showdown. Eagles 29, Texans 17, Phillies 8-0 for the first time ever. This game was tied at the half, and the Eagles had some problems stopping the run, though. Ramona, did Philly look like uh, a little more beatable last night, or are we on the way to an undefeated season here? I actually was impressed that they won this game. This is a classic trap game. Thursday night on the road mm-hmm. against a bad team. I thought them pulling it out actually made me more confident. Woody Page. Ramona, fallible? No, this didn't prove anything last night. All Thursday night games are dogs, and they emerged with 29 points and another victory. They couldn't get up for the Texans. You see what happened there? But they won. This is, this is a 20th year anniversary. It's a veteran maneuver by Woody. Ramona may have said one thing, but Woody made her argue the other way there in his answer. I like that. Fallible? She didn't say they were fallible. She said it was more impressive. But we'll move on. Showdown two. <laughs> the excitement right now in Philadelphia. You know, you got the Phillies in the World Series. The Eagles are undefeated, and you guys are, are playing for the championship as, as well. How exciting is that for you? Has it sunk in yet? 
I don't play. Yeah, I don't play for Philly. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Kellen Acosta. You got to ask what it's like to be on the Philly Union. He's on LAFC, the team playing Philly Union. This is the MLS Cup tomorrow. So great how we handled it and how this game goes down. Philly, LA, Woody. Uh, that was an A+. I mean, his logo was sitting there right in front <laughs> of him. No wonder people don't <laughs> trust the media. We can't even get a All team right for a guy. Ramona. You know, the other day I got, I went to the airport and I handed my boarding pass and they said, oh no, you're not going to this town. <laughs> I, got, I was going to get on the plane to the wrong yeah, place. Right. Sometimes you make mistakes. I mean, you make mistakes. Like, he, he's lucky he knew he was actually in uh, the and, and was nice enough to handle that. Woody Page, 30 seconds of FaceTime. That's how you do a 20th anniversary. Thank you, Ramona. Not only is this the 20th anniversary, it's my 650th win on Around the Horn in the 20 years. And I want to thank all the people, the millions of people who've watched us over the years. We hope we've entertained you, informed you, and maybe even educated you and us. Thank you. I hope we've made you proud. Uh, Woody. Oh, there we go. I knew it. I knew it. Pie in the face or whatever. There it is. To show our appreciation. Woody in the Matrix. We have a Behind the Horn special that will air ESPN primetime on December 13th. So save the date. And now my gift to you, and I really mean this, I will explain how the scoring on the show works. So what I do is... 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs> 